Good morning, New Eden! Today is August 14th, 2022, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout, and today we will be reviewing Faction Warfare Report for July, going over the dev blog for Faction Warfare, and re reviewing the Q&A for Faction Warfare. So let's go ahead and uh, get started here with the Galente Federation. So the Galente Federation coming in in the month of July, um, one of the most all-time high record number of kills in July and uh, doing pretty good, good in August here as well. Um, we haven't seen action like this since October of 2020. Two years, that's uh, 9,832 kills for the Galente. 48,865 points, 525 billion isk worth of damage. In losses, they took 6,300 losses. They lost 300, or uh, sorry, they lost 33,381 points and had a loss of 277 billion is giving them an efficiency of 65.5%. Uh, so Galente coming in strong, one of the strongest uh, months that they've had um, in, in about two years, uh, almost, you know, a little bit less than two years. So let's take a look over at the Kaldari here. Kaldari for the month of July have 10,348 kills. They have 400, or every time, 46,172 points that they earned for those kills, and they had 803 billion isk worth of damage. So, quite a bit more um, in billions of isk worth of damage, a little bit more in killing, only about a thousand kills, a little bit less than a thousand, a lot less, like 500 kills, give or take. Um, you know numbers they're hard um, and so they had uh, 11,229 losses so they did technically have almost twice as many losses um, a little bit less than twice as many losses as the Galente um, they lost 500 or 50 500 every time every time 58,580 points so they lost more points than they gained they lost more ships than they killed they only lost 314 billion isk though putting them at 71.9 percent so that's actually better percentage than the galente um so kaldari losing a lot of ships killing a lot of ships and destroying an insane amount of isk compared to the amount of isk that they lost fighting out there in the uh, great war of faction warfare as well as fighting the um you know pirates and any other fuckers that come our way um so let's move on though over to the Mimitar Militia. So Mimitar Militia coming in in July at 7,813 kills, 49,104 points. They destroyed 745 billion isk worth 
and they had losses of 4,335. They lost 28 points, uh, 28,875 points. Man, I can never get the point stuff. It's, it's bad. Um, they had an 80.2% efficiency, um, and that is uh, going to be the best efficiency for the general militias. Um, I know that for, I believe that they still had tier 4 uh, or even possibly tier 5 during this time period. Um, the war has shifted, um, but let's, before we, before we jump into that though, let's just do um, the, did I go over losses? Yeah, I went over I, all the way to efficiency, so let's go down. So we got the Amar Empire. Amar Empire for July is 6,253 kills, 36,685 points worth, 921 billion isk worth of damage. Um, so I believe that that is uh, definitely the most amount of uh, isk destroyed the Keldari and Amar Empire is getting in those high kill values. Um, they had lost 5,747 ships. They lost a total of 26,444 points and uh, lost 252 billion isk for 78.5% efficiency. Um, as you can see, the Galente are on the back foot here. Um, we we have what only eight systems, um, nine systems. I apologize, nine systems that we currently control. Um, we have uh, kind of been backed into a corner. Um, and there's some talk about uh, you know lots of changes come into faction warfare. So. Without further ado, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump in um, to the different um, things that are happening here. So first off, let's actually start with the um, State of the Union, Faction Warfare and Frontlines. Warzone Capsuleers, it's been several months since FanFest where we announced major updates to Factional Warfare. Since then, there's been a lot of progress made to bring some of the ideas discussed during these presentations and roundtables to life. For those that want to revisit the topic uh, from FamFest, you can watch the EVE A Living Universe presentation here. So if you guys want to check that out, um, there's a lot of exciting elements. When it comes to faction warfare, and here you can get an update on how things are progressing on the front lines of development as well, or as we march towards introducing these features later this year. So I believe that this is going to be like a thing that's going to be happening, um, you know, in September from my understanding. Um, there was also going to be a Q&A, which we're going to go over like a, a quick uh, breakdown of that Q&A. Um, after we review this here. So the main thing here that they're introducing is front lines. Um, when the exploration um, 
of faction warfare began one major thing that was considered was the scale of Warzone as they are currently very spread out. When each system is essentially the same as the next, the optimal strategy for earning LP is to try and avoid conflict. It makes faction warfare feel like scavenger lands rather than an active war zone. And I completely agree with this. This this I completely agree with. Um, it's why are we like why is the optimal thing in faction warfare to not get into fights if you want to make money? Um, and I, I don't think that fighting should be where you make the money, but I think that the activities that you do is going to like should force you into a high likelihood of getting into a fight. Um, so, with that said, um, Void conflict. It makes faction warfare feel more like scavenger lands. Okay. Additionally, for faction warfare newcomers or those not yet established militia groups, it is difficult to know which systems are important and which objectives you should go after. With this in mind, the new frontline system was designed. The frontline systems, uh, frontline systems, frontlines system aims to increase profit. Um, incentives when you take more risk. It also brings players closer together to increase the likelihood of direct combat. Frontlines also help with giving a war zone a shape. As systems change hands, players can very clearly see the progress of their faction as it moves across the war zone. Um, so you can kind of see here, like, you know, they own these systems, we own these systems. Um, you know, you have these frontline systems, then you have these operation, command operation centers, and then you have, like, rear guard systems. So it should be harder to take, like, rear guard systems. I'm not sure what's up with this, like, command operations kind of thing, um, but there's, like, these frontline systems. And you're supposed to be able to drop like buoys and stuff. Let's let's take a look further and see what they have to say here. There are a few different system types that uh, will be part of the new map: frontline adjacent systems to enemy-controlled systems. Um, these have the highest reward, unique sites, and fastest potential turnover speed. Command operations adjacent to the frontline systems, but not an enemy-controlled system. Command operation systems are where factions rally its troops to contest the front lines. They have moderate rewards, which are similar to today's standard system payout. So, this is kind of what I'm getting here. Let's let's go, just jump one down and, and get get through this. But I have I have a lot to say here. Maybe I have I have some stuff to say here. Um, so then they have the rear guard. Um, neither adjacent to an enemy controlled system or a frontline. These systems have comparatively few sites spawn and lack LP rewards, but can be slowly pushed over for a faction that wishes to open up a new frontline in the war zone. So, these system, th this system also provides new opportunities and objectives which uh, cha challenge factions to push the frontline and capture key systems. 
The details about these new objectives are being kept under wraps for now, but the possibilities are exciting, and we look forward to you discovering more as to um, as the ongoing story emerges in New Eden. Okay, so let's before we get into the complex re, uh, rework, let's kind of go over this thing here. So it sounds like you're gonna get. So from my understanding, is they're getting rid of the tier system. Right, so tears, tears out. Fuck tears. Tears suck. They were really stupid. Um, the winning side shouldn't uh, have like a massive advantage, um, and in LP rewards, um, especially with now I, they haven't talked about missions at all. But I hope they just get fucking rid of missions or remake it so that it's like a group activity type thing that you have to do or something. Anyways, um, the reason why I bring up tears being gone. Is it sounds like there's three different tiers of LP that you can make in Faction Warfare. The top tier LP making done on the front lines, which hopefully will be like a times two or a times four or something like that of what we make if you're at tier two right now. So it's, you know, maybe be a 150% increase or something like that. Um, that would be kind of cool, like 200% increase or 100% increase, and you, you're doing, you're running plexes on the, both sides, you know, doesn't matter if you're running a faction, or a, a faction warfare site on a frontline system, in a frontline system, you should be making decent LP, and it should be dangerous as fuck because there's only so many of these frontline systems, um, people are going to be hunting and looking for you, um, and, and there's going to be some changes to complexes and stuff like that um, to make it more rewarding for doing a high-level uh, site with people. Um, it sounds like it's going to encourage five-man kind of groups, but we'll get into that. So there's the command operations, and it sounds like these are where you're going to have even more special things that'll be for your, you know, I wonder if they're going to have diamond rats and stuff like that that'll help them out. But to run a site in a forward, uh, a command operation system is not actually going to give you as much as being on the front line. You'll get about what we get today, which is a standard payout, which is like 10 million is for a uh, site. And hopefully they get rid of this like every site needs to have an enemy NPC in it that you have to kill no more having of this but they haven't talked about that um, and the rear guard it sounds like um, says these systems will have comparatively few sites and lack here we go right here lack LP rewards that's huge that's huge um, so it sounds like you won't get anything if you're in the um, rear guard systems. So let's take a look here at the complex rework. Faction warfare complex sites play a massive role in faction warfare life. They're in space conflict drivers um, where players fight for system control, earn LP, and interact with each other. An update to the existing complexes is underway, adding more variety of sites with the goal 
of ensuring players can easily understand what type of site they are warping to by updating the naming convention, which I, I don't know. There's, I think that there's a different, they're changing a lot of what can go into it. Therefore, they need to change the naming mechanic. But anyways, they're going to have rank and size, indicates the size of the ship that is allowed. Um, same as today's naming convention. Short for Navy indicates sites only allow T1 and Navy ships to enter. No pirate factions, no T2 or Tier 3. Or Tier tier T3, not Tier 3. Tier 3 is allowed if you've got a tier, which there isn't. The, the, the tier side happened a long time ago, so you guys don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about with tiers. Anyways, um, Advanced. Short for Advanced indicates sites allow T2 pirate faction ships, and these are the classic sites that already exist. And then the number. The number indicates the number of players the site reward scales to. So one of the things that they're doing is that um, they're going to be changing it up so that you basically have sites that allow for just the navy ships inside of it. So you can do like a navy comet or um, you know a, a fleet fire tail, um, fleet republic fire tail. But um, they're also making it so that you can have like five people in your fleet and all five of the people even if you're not in a fleet you're sitting in these things and you've got other just people who are hanging out with you you all get the same reward up to a certain amount of people so Astarothy hey how's it going man um so we're kind of going over the um dev blog right now and we kind of went over just you know how the militias are different factions they're doing um so i like that they're going to be having five people or more i don't know they could put 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 you know like make these you know for the open sites or whatever but it's, it sounds like five is going to be like a standard thing um and that's kind of cool because it makes it so that there's okay so, so there's like a thing in faction warfare that's like the lp thief you know, you can't kill the uh, other person that's in the plex with you without taking a hit. Um, so you kind of just have to deal with the fact that they're in the plex with you. Um, A-waxing is another concern of mine that I haven't seen anybody kind of talk about yet. Um, that's going to be a whole other thing. Um, we'll see what they kind of do with that. There have been A-waxing alliances and groups in the game. But anyways, what we're talking about off track here is that there's you know bringing small groups together you won't have this um if you, if you don't want to get stolen your lp stolen from or you want to actually like work because sometimes people aren't lp stealing from you they're not in that site with you holding down that site with you because they want that your lp for free it's like oh you know let's gather in numbers and numbers you know strength in numbers apes strong together um but you're like, fuck you, get away from me, I don't want, I'm not looking for PvP, I'm not trying to ape strong together here, I'm just trying to make my own shit. Um, and I think that that, in general, should be discouraged. Um, so these sites help discourage that to a small degree. Um, you can kind of go in there and see if you can get people to come with you. 
doesn't sound like it's gonna be like a huge difference like it may be like a couple more or more one or one or more you know extra ships that you might have to kill which might be a little bit harder if you're so low you know it, it does we'll see if it still stops the clock um, and I think that offense and defense should have the same, you know, either no stopping the clock for the enemy NPC being there, um, but it does stop the clock if like an ally or like an actual enemy is there. We'll see how that goes. Also, can they churn the allies, the NPC allies blue for us and not be red? So um, it's actually quite clever. With it scaling up to 5, this is from Astarothi, um, it's qu actually quite clever. With it scaling up to 5, it makes it so that if you are soloing, you actually leaving potential LP on the field. Completely, yes, absolutely, you should have 5 people in your 5-man thing, right? Ex because it doesn't matter technically for to you individually if four more people show up in your shit, you know, and if you get four more people, that's perfectly fine. Um, I wonder what they're going to be doing, though. So what happens if ten people are in that plex? It, does it, like, scale down? Does it actually start cutting that bit and um, everybody does get a, a piece, which is probably what it does, right? That's what I would think. Um, but anyways, what were you saying here? Um, you want to work with other friendlies and to run it. However, you can just overload them with alts and farm. That's true. So that's one of the things that I really hope that, at least if you're going to be overloading them with alts and farming it, um, I'm fine with that as long as you can't do it in empty fucking ships. Um, and just give the full payout for both frontline systems, offense, defense. I, 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 offense and defense should basically be the same thing if you ask me. And then that, that solves a lot of the problems of just empty, empty fucking nothings in, a, in an open. Um, especially if the open's going to be worth more. We'll see what they do. Um, they haven't specifically talked about offense and defense. Um, but let's go ahead and jump down here. Uh, so basically what they do in the past is max you get when you get five and that number is divided between the number that is yeah yeah that makes sense so if you got ten people in there then it divides you know the based upon the concept of what it should be at yeah oh and your cane your cane in my my thing here so like 3k per person up to three for a total of 12k per 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 emergent conduit if you bring more than three, then twelve is divided entirely between the no uh, the members. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So that sounds that sounds right. Um, supporting new gameplay, the advantage system. Currently, the system takes more than just combat uh, prowess. When the empire goes to war, there are many factors into play or at play which. And I'm so bad at reading, so I apologize to anybody just, like, being like, this guy fucking sucks. It's, I'm sorry. So, currently, faction warfare systems do not take into account factions um, have materials that, ne um, that may be needed, battlefields to be salvaged, resupply routes to be considered, and propaganda that needs to be spread. A new system is being developed to address this, which we're currently calling the Advantage System. Name subject to change. The main goal behind the advantage system is to allow players to support faction engage, engaged in FW, giving them a leg up through meeting specific objectives in the system. These objectives 
which helps support a faction will grant them advantage points in each solar system. This isn't the single bar which each faction must max out for efficiency, instead the advantage bonus comes from a net difference between the two factions in each solar system as demonstrated in this chart. So, oh, oh, thank you so much for Prime Subscribe, man, thank you. Thank you, Astarathe. Cheers, cheers, my friend. Combat Resource Wars, baby. So yeah, so this is something that I would love to see. Hey, stream! How's it going, Battle Wrath? Uh, so this is something that I, I, I'm really kind of excited about. So this kind of goes into the, like, the whole, like, declaring yourself for a faction, right? Um, this, uh, um, allegiance system that they're trying to develop, um, is the, the, the resource war kind of thing kind of reminds me of. It's like, you know, pick a side. You don't have to do the PvP aspect. You can do the mining and the delivery of shit. And that'll give you an advantage here, you know. So what they're kind of talking about here is player activity contributions. So they're really vague as to what these, these are here exactly. Um, but uh, Defender has two adjacent combat uh, command operations in this example. And so that gives them kind of like a bonus here. Um, and so, yeah, this is something that, uh, oh, that is funny, that advantage system is reminiscent of Dust 514 system. So yeah, and they, back in the day, they had Dust 514, that if they were, like, winning the solar system, it was, it, it did it give you, like, more, it didn't give you more LP, it gave you, my, like, more points to, like, getting the system or something like that I can't remember and I think that that's kind of what, what they're kind of getting here at this so the advantage bonus modifies the victory points rewards for factions in the system with a net advantage bonus the advantage system will also allow a variety of new objectives to be introduced to faction warfare without the need to develop new systems which means way way more exciting upcoming challenges for you to tackle um, so uh, we look forward to going into more detail, blah, 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 and then there's the Q&A, we're going to go over the Q&A, but uh, contributions are going to be like propaganda upwell structures, which I really like these, I want to blow up propaganda shit, and I want to drop pop propaganda shit, I love this idea, love it, I think it's fucking awesome. Um, and uh, supplying stations with food, right! We should have fucking, you know, you should be able to come in with a hauler and be like, I'm gonna haul for the Galente, and I'm gonna bring this shit. Uh, you know, like, uh, also, first-person shooter integration already set up and built around, you can have this. Yeah, I, I fucking love the idea. I think, I think it was a shit, damn shame, damn shame that they did Dust, Dust 514 on the PlayStation 3, was it? It was PlayStation 3, it wasn't even the 4, it was 3, right? Then 4 came out, like, fucking immediately after. Should have been a launch on fucking 4. Anyways, because 4 is still around. Five, I, I got a 5, but not everybody has a 5. I'm special motherfuckers. <laughs> Anyways, um, but 
I, I, I really like this, that other things can integrate into this, that this can be something that, um, you know, we have these propaganda stations and stuff like that, and, and that it makes it easier for you to take the system and take it back, and I'm, I'm all for this. I'm all for it. I, I love it. I, anything to bring different ways of influencing the war zone. I mean, technically, you still need to plex, but it might matter a lot more. So... Um, let's take a look here. So narrative arc and faction warfare. We've already begun to see the new advantage system play out in the first narrative arc. So I don't know about this. They need to like be more specific about how the advantage system is involved in this. But anyways, um, which will uh, become part of the narrative prelude. Hey, wait a minute. Can I do this? You're already beginning to see this new advantage system play out in the first narrative arc, which will become part of the narrative prelude to further upcoming factional warfare changes. Some of you have already risen to the call from Empire leaders and have helped discover and decipher clues scattered throughout New Eden that provide intelligence on how events are progressing. The goal with arcs is to make the universe gradually change, which you can notice, and even take part in. We'll be going into more detail on the status of the first arc and narrative-driven development later, but if you'd like to keep track of how things are heating up amongst the factions, participate in the storyline, and speculate on how ultimately this will impact factional warfare in EVE, you can follow the pound sign Nudinas on Twitter and keep your eyes peeled for clues. So I tried, so what is this like, or hashtag, this is a hashtag, right? Hashtag New Eden News. I tried to find that on Twitter. I can't find shit. Am I the only one? Am I the stupid here? Uh, do I, can, can somebody give me a link to what the fuck this shit is? Because they, they should have linked to this shit right here. This should be, no, no, stop, shut up. Nobody gives a fuck what you're talking about. All right, stop it. Go away. Exit. All right. <laughs> so this right here should have been a link. I don't know why the fuck that's not a link. But uh, but that's basically it there. Let's let's do a little bit of Q and A. Let's see if uh, see if this works here. Let's do this. It's it's Q, on the lore. Portal. How do you expect sieging a frontline system in the new FW system? Question related to citadel changes. Aurora, when a system is sieged now, both sides set up a citadel in that system and hurl ships at each other. When they die, they wind up back in that citadel and repeat. Alternatively you can go after the citadel and wait for a war timer or take a standings hit related to neutral citadels, which isn't very pleasant. The original proposal from last stream was to only allow pods to dock and dock if your militia does not have control over a system. Admittedly, this means that current siege mechanics would not work and we are discussing options. One such option from the community is that the pod limitation would only apply to non-frontline systems and there would be no limitation on frontline systems. This becomes a little complicated due to differences between citadels and NPC stations, which currently have different docking rules. It's nice to have consistent rules applied which would be a change from the current NPC station lockout mechanic, that is you can dock in both citadels and NPC stations in frontline systems. This is still being discussed but feedback is being heard. 
So this is interesting. So this is this is about the uh, eh, wait, eh, not eh, as much of a fan of that. Which 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 one? Uh, hold on. Can you what happened? What are people talking about? People people mentioning shit here. Uh, well the the where where I'm I'm like way behind. Well, noted recently they have. Oh my god, there's like a whole conversation going on here. <laughs> Um, contributions are going to be like propaganda. Mobile uh, structures. Uh, well, if you note recently that they have been experimenting with events where you sign up for a team and try to win, with the Keldari event coming up, having that added to it seems, which means first person player integration. Kidding, not kidding. Pretty sure it was two. No, it was three. Well, the Keldari have gotten the video footage and such since they own the systems with the Edencom facility. Yep, so that's that's kind of happened. Um, for now, there are three structures in the Amar Mimitar war zone that have Mimitar and Amar rats fighting on them. It's on the lore portal. Um, can do that again, but the voice of Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> um, uh, not much of a fan of that, to be honest. Open docking and cloning. Um, yeah, if they want to limit it, put NPCs on the hold holding faction around stations that try to pop you. Put some NPC towers on that lets them patrol around your structures. Oh, and then we got a link here of the universe.eveonline.com news-eden-news new-eden-news uh, uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, we'll we'll go poke, poke back at that here in a little bit. Uh, Alright. Q, there was a follow-up question to the above. But Aurora's explanation was encompassing enough that it was answered. Side note, Aurora admitted that Citadels were just kind of put on top of existing FW mechanics thereby in doing some of the original mechanics, docking access lockout. But that the existing siege mechanics that exist because of them aren't without merit is pretty cool that sides can throw ships at each other. Alright, so... What, I mean, so yeah, it's, I, I kind of like this idea that there's, you know, the front lines you can throw kind of each other, you can have, I don't like not, I don't like being locked out of citadels um, into Taurus and Nisawa because that's where I also live, but I kind of, you know, adapt or die, right? So, you know, have having a home field advantage is huge. Um, used to be called World News, I like the name change. Home field advantage... Uh, we will throw ships at each other either way. I'm okay with the not tether, by the way. So no tether is, is I like that a lot. Um, not being able to dock is really rough. Unless you're in a pod or undocking in a pod. That's going to be kind of rough. Um, that kind of sucks, I think, personally. Um, but I kind of get it. I'm not, I, I'm, I, it just, just push the fucking war zone, you know? Like, it's all about this frontline system. I really like the present solution, 
ESP with medium timers nerfed. Like all of the problems with the structures have been fixed now, so it might be fine. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, see here, so let's go to the next one here real quick. Q. With FW being the vehicle for a change in upcoming storytelling, why was FW chosen and not something else? Psych gave some pretext about recent material changes, Niels Eka Hub stuff, etc. FW hasn't received any changes in many years. There are currently many systems across all of New Eden and similar to the previous question, unifying systems is a bit of a soft goal if possible. FW has players, war combat, objective-based gameplay, etc. Objective-based gameplay is something that can be pushed into other systems, for example Nulzek and FW being the starting vehicle, since it already has it, just kind of made sense. Q. So, they're kind of talking about here that, why, you know, why is, uh, question, there are, there was a follow-up question about, uh, with FW being the vehicle of changed upcoming storytelling, why was FW chosen and not something else? So yeah, it's, you know, FW just kind of makes sense. Um, basically, you all lack vision. Is that correct? Is the correct actor? And we want to use the system for Sav once battle proving is over. Yeah, so you know they want they want to test bed Eve uh, mechanics in faction warfare, and I think that's really I've talked about that a lot on my podcast. Is that you know let's let's go ahead and um, try and you know test bed a bunch of weird shit in faction warfare, and then that can that can be a proving point. Now we'll see if that actually works out because I'm, you know, I'm not 100% sure that testing in faction warfare means shit um, in the way that dull sex does their warring. Um, but let's see here. Um, as I said a while ago, sure FW is constrained to FW space, but what happens when trash uh, trash Mercon invades stain because they really want to <laughs> I want to see this expand out to the different um, pirate factions and stuff like that I I do see this being as like a mechanical thing that they can kind of change um, a lot of stuff so let's uh let's listen to a little bit more here Q will the learnings from FW be applied to other areas of space all yes it's a vehicle to learn how to bring changes to other non-FW parts of the game. Side note, entire systems may not be entirely based around PvP. Q, what is this propaganda system? Is it just spamming local the forums? Something in-game? Aurora, teed into this advantage system. Possibly a kind of anchorable propaganda tower, which you can anchor or shoot. Yeah, I like Thoughts that. like hacking Shooting sites that modify faction advantages, non-PVP explicit content. There was a lot more in this answer, but I think that's the TL. Dale. Q. TL, TL. militia seem to have declined to participate in the current narrative. Out on a new jetty? Is there going to be something to entice participation? Psych. Still in the introductory part of the current narrative arcade, this question should be answered in the next few months soon. 
Empires will have some goals that players can participate in, or not. They will have the opportunity to get rewards change things. Sight being intentionally vague to avoid what can only be assumed to be spoilers. So... No, well, hold on. Sight being intentionally vague to avoid what can only be assumed to be spoilers. Aurora, there may be mechanical changes. Things may may not enter the game depending on player choices. So there's currently a, a story arc that's kind of going on where that we haven't really participated in, um, which I can't even pronounce the fucking names. The computer did a better job. Um, but there are currently things that are kind of going on that, um, that I like I haven't participated in. It's like strongly in the backyard of the Keldari. They've had, they have this shit and, and we're not taking it back. Like we, I don't see pushes from the Galente to, to just focus on that objective at this point. Um, and it's because I feel like it's, you know, it's just not obtainable for us right now. So, um, let's see, what else did, uh, what did Astaroth have to say here? Well, the system is just how ownership is pushing back and forth. Once FW proves it out, there's no reason to restrict it. Galente can invade Kaldari, Amar can invade the Sansha, Goons can invade Test, all the same system. Drifters can invade, I won't spoil it. Um, we will find out what happens. <laughs> right. Alright. Things may may not more. enter the game depending on player choices. Q, are you looking at resetting the FW map when things go of? Psychorora, it's been brought up. There's apparently an answer, but it may change. It'll likely be discussed more at the end of summer towards the release. If there is a reset, it'll be driven through the arc storyline and be announced well ahead of time so players are aware. Q, is there any time where crazy ideas come up, but you entertain to see the merits? Aurora Psych, yes. <laughs> But we won't talk about one as an example because it's actually being done. So they're gonna do Jeez, something crazy! FW systems I next crazy to Hissak systems next door to opposing faction systems be considered front lines. Aurora, yes, there won't be locking out an entire war zone. There's also talks about using the advantage mechanics to try and balance the war zone back out. That is giving advantage to one side to help them push back in. Reasoning. Holding a lot of systems requires a lot of resources which may scale over time making it more difficult to hold a lot of systems. Swift, on behalf of Aurora at FanFest, don't really like the way that war zones flip back and forth based on essentially financial payout mechanics. Aurora, we don't really want to force things. We're not a fan of completing an objective just to have your progress reset and a reward given, a very gamified approach. Psych, tier system getting deleted. Players on both sides of the front line should have equal opportunities at wealth generation. Side note, the original question asked above specifically mentioned opposing faction high seconds, but wasn't explicitly mentioned by Aurora in her answer. Not sure if that was intentional or not. That is our MR systems bordering MR high seconds frontline systems. So I think that it will be that if you're if if you're like for example, Yvangir is right next to Hadeles. Yvangir is not a faction warfare system. Hadeles is Yvangir is owned by the Galente. If the 
Keldari take Hadili's, will it be considered a frontline system because it's adjacent to Yvangir? I hope that the answer is yes. And I kind of got that with the very opening that they kind of said. Um, the will FW or yes, there won't be locking out of the entire war zone. So hopefully they won't. Um, what empire do you support, Goldan? It's G U L D N. Goldan. G U L D N. Anyways, um, Goldan. Um, I support the Federation. The Galente Federation, as you can see with the nice little uh, Federation frontline report. We've got the little Galente symbol there with the, the mesh mash. We actually have our alliance, the Federation frontline, in game. We've got our uh, picture now. Um, actually, let me bring that up. That's just kind of cool. Um, I can show this. Ooh. Yeah, check that out. That's our in-game symbol. We rock, man. This is awesome. Anyways, um, let's see. Ooh, not sure if that was intentional or not. That is our Amar systems bordering Amar High Seconds frontline systems. Q. Current FW plexes respawn every 30 minutes. Are you changing respawn rates? Aurora. Yes. They will be altered. So they are fucking with Very the respawn rates. based on site type state of frontline so system. That. On average, 15:30, 45 minutes for frontline command our guard. Right, so Idea is to maintain a certain system. tempo, but frontline systems will respond yeah, faster to make it feel so like much the systems of the don't you need run to be able to like keep on fucking running for 30 minutes. Q. Clarification about Navy sites and Tech 2 ships. Aurora. T2 ships are higher than Navy not allowed in Navy plexes. Bring a scythe or something. Q. It's possible <laughs> to overplex a system making it harder to capture. They didn't really answer this Aurora, question. We want to decouple sites from downtime. Also that a system shouldn't necessarily I, I can't, I really hope they decouple from, by a single from plex. You work downtime. Hard to That's make really a system stupid. vulnerable. It should take a little more effort for the defenders to knock it out. So they're thinking like some note, new things about vulnerability. The question sounded to me more like it was framed around defensive overplexing making systems hard to capture. That is running timers down to a yeah, few so seconds really... and leaving opposition with 40 minutes capture oh. times but the answer was focused around offensive overplexing a hub bashing at the end to flip a system q since there will be more granular complexes will implants be considered aurora yes so it sounds like this, this came is up on the last stream it'd be a technical addition not planned for this year but something they will probably discuss they don't have a way of flagging high level versus low-level implants right now for example letting someone in with a one percent fitting implant isn't as bad as a hg is clap set swift i used to fly off guard unprobable linked garmers i was <laughs> part of the problem. problem q there are a lot of people that can't join fw because of standings from missions piracy friendly fire also some players worried about the permanent war deck mechanics thoughts aurora there's a lot more that needs talking internally about related to this. 
We need to answer to find what kind of experience we want players that are joining FW to have. Some discussion about repairing standings as well. It will require some amount of time, for example 8 hours, but it can be done but mechanics will exist to avoid rapidly gaming the system. Swift, being able to go to Jita is a big deal which can unfortunately shape militias. Aurora, yes, we want there to be some kind of important choices, but remember that this is a game as well meant to be fun. Alright, so that, that's kind of like a breakdown there of the um, Q&A that happened. Um, you know, there, hopefully they will be getting implants out of the Faction Warfare complexes to a certain degree. Um, I would love to see that, but it sounds like that's not going to be coming for a while. It sounds like the main thing that we're going to be getting in September is going to be the Frontline system, and I really look forward to that. I really look forward to... Um, an in-game system to allow me to show you because do you see this right here? This is this is the in-game system that I have to like show you. There's a bunch of dots They're not even fucking connected to each other But you see a couple of them are blue and a lot of them are red and that means bad things um, At least on the map level is really shitty um, As you can see we do have Hadili's Fliat, Devon, Mirathan. I can't believe we have Mirathan. It's that's a that's an important one. Negamendon, um, but yeah, Renrell. Don't really have much other than that though. Corvin, these are just about to flip here. Um, things have been kind of rough, but uh, I really look forward to the, the frontline system. At least just in a, hopefully we get a better UI. Uh, that'd be really cool. Um, let's take a look here what uh, what Astarathi and uh, Battle Wrath have been talking about here. Um, so Astarathi says, well, I guess maybe um, I would say it being adjacent to Valor would keep OMS a frontline at minimum. Right, so, you know, because OMS is always connected to Valor, it will always be a frontline if it's in the enemy's hand. I really hope that's true. Uh, could not see it as your document was on top of it. What? What? My document? What did I get? What did I fuck up? Anyways. Um, I personally want a garrison system so we can provide materials and tech parts to buff the fits of NPCs in the system. That'd be interesting. Uh, well, they talked about that. It's called the advantage system right now. Yeah, makes sense. Um, or if we even input into the NPC doctrine, so heavy tackle, web, range. Um, there's kind of unspoken points, point of standing issues, which is that FW is also the best place to gain faction standing, but only on a like a, you have to like do it once, like because once you get to you know a luminaire general. You no longer get any more standing boosts, no matter how high or low that you go on the thing. You can only get, what, like... I mean, it's like 10 standing, huge standing boosts that'll, like, get you definitely above negative 5. If not, uh, if you're already, like, below... Below negative... You're in the negatives, but not below negative 5, you'll probably be pretty good. Um, 
Let's see here. The loss in standings with enemy factions is more or less just a consequence of your game, which is kind of true. You use the agency. Although faction warfare bumps are really coming from missions. I want to see them remake missions. That's my kind of hope here. Um, agency has an FW area that is extremely useful. Oh, really? So I want to check that out and see what that looks like. Um, yeah, but you go crazy amount of promotions. I have 5 plus 0 with the Galente and Mimitar. I have better with the uh, Galente or with the uh, Mimitar than I do with the Galente, I think, now. If, if something happened where... Oh, sh I mean, I definitely got shot a lot of Faction Warfare boys when I was in Faction Warfare, but I don't know. Somehow I like lost a bunch of Galente standings. But, uh, so that's, that's kind of a breakdown of the Q&A, um, and definitely stay tuned, we'll, uh, echo Nage stories, any standout features or desires you have for FW, feel free to check out my post, um, uh, so there's a post out there on the Federer, and I'll link this in my, uh, in my post here in uh, the show notes meaning strategic goals for faction warfare meaningful strategic goals in faction warfare uh, what happens if uh, just uh, when we consider what is worth fighting for and what is the manifest impact of our actions CCP need to be bold and creative when defining the landscape. I would like to see some of the following features, but I welcome other replies on what I can do to make interesting characteristics. Major construction ports construction ports that have reduced cost fuel when producing faction specific ships. Plus faction wants to hold this to expand their throughput enemy wants to reduce your economy of scale. NPCFW strongholds production sites. Facilities that impact the FW roaming NPCS, such as ship size or fittings. Plus faction wants to hold these to buff the NPCs that roam or spawn at FW sites. Enemy wants to reduce the threat level of NPCs at gates and FW sites. FW facilities that produce local effects. Capture like and that. supply local FW facilities that might buff nerf armor rep buff nerf shield rep buff nerf afterburner micro warp <laughs> effectiveness. Plus faction nerf wants to tailor buff. system effects to buff the defender. Enemy want to strike these sites to level well the done. playing field. Faction resource sites a site diorama that provides regional wealth buffs to mining and refining, produces fuel for FW facilities. Plus faction wants these to improve on economy and manufacturing capabilities enemy wants to reduce capabilities of faction they oppose. Faction prison sites sites of state prisoners cool. holds deadly NPCs. Yeah. Plus faction needs to secure these, or risk deadly NPCs starting to spawn target local faction enemy will seek to bust these to spawn NPCs that hunt the holding faction. Creates chaos, yes, chaos. material logistics and while Steve has internal logistics per corporation alliance, we should have major set pieces that could have unique models to really make locations pop. These structures should be able to flip onto a holding faction. 
but would need to be multi-stage capture, such as three supporting systems holding infrastructure needed to capture the set piece. The idea here is to create manifest reasons to want to own systems that have far-reaching impact. For historical reference in the real world, this might be wanting to destroy major manufacturers, bridges, train lines, airfields, mm, yeah. harbors, specific tank production like sites. Plus two World strength, War II map 837,616, yes. 168 yes, kilobits. Link. Huge. So I just watched the parts of FanFest that interested me. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I think uh, we'll jump back into some uh, solo PvP here after the podcast is finished up here. Um, but uh, let me know if you liked that the robot reading shit and not shitty me reading shit. Or do you like listening to me stumble over my words to, uh, <laughs> and try and figure out how to read? Because I, you know... I suck at reading. I'm a, I'm a horrible human. I failed the uh, the ability to do anything properly with my words sometimes when I'm reading. Anyways, uh, but let me know what you think about that. Uh, if you'd rather have me reading shit and stumbling over myself, maybe becoming a better reader in the process, or should I just have the robot do it? Let me know. Or maybe I'll put a po maybe I'll put a question to it. Uh, I feel like this is just one big guilt trip, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> well, it takes some burden off of you and removes language a bit if people don't have English as their first language. <laughs> but, <I'll, laughs> but I'd mix it up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, mix it up, mix it up. That's good. Let me know. You can always jump on here. We're uh, doing this live on Twitch. Um, let, me, let me get my outro here. Um, but yeah, thank you all for watching. If you're interested in joining up the war effort, put an application into Golden Age Stories in-game. Alt, spies, welcome, whatever. Um, we have the Federation Frontline. Um, it is an alliance. If you're interested in joining, our one prerequisite is that you have Galente standings. Um, you know, we want to we build an open community. People come hang out, have fun. We just want to get involved in faction warfare, build up a, a little community in faction warfare for you to like participate in different activities have different uh, like we got our wednesday night fleets that we go out and do stuff with so hit us on up um if you uh want to watch us live on twitch uh we broadcast every sunday at 2200 eve time that's 5 p.m central time and if you miss the show live you can watch us or listen to us on our podcast the federation frontline report you can get that at federationfrontlinereport.com or sorry federationfrontline.com um, you can also get that on spotify itunes youtube we're out there man you know that's just the way that it is um if uh if you have news that you'd like us to talk about on the show, go ahead and hit us up with an after-action report. Um, anything that you want us to talk about, you can come on and just post your fucking link right away and be like, "Hey, talk about this shit." I'll, just like Astaroth or just like uh, Battle Wrath did. So you know, come on in. You can hit me up, Frozen Space Fallout. This is Frozen Fallout in game. Um, you can also hit us up at the Federation Frontline Report at gmail.com. So go ahead and hit us on up, and uh, 
This has been a fun little time. Thank you all for joining me, and uh, we'll be right back with some solo PvP fucking around in Faction Warfare. Have a great night.